This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. So we got to talk. You know, this show is all about you. I'm not funny. I'm not entertaining. The whole purpose of what I do is to be informative, to provide you information you can trust. And that's why into my core, it is so important to me that the information I give you is relevant and accurate and actionable. How about that? Gosh, that sounded like a TV station's news slogan or something. And so there are times that you'll be listening, you'll say, what did Clark just say? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why didn't Clark say this, that, or the other? And so I need that feedback from you because it's how I learned to do this better, to serve you better. And that's why on Clark.com, we have Clark Stinks. It's where you can go post corrections that you feel I need to make or new information that you feel I've left out or advice you feel I should be giving that I'm not. And so you go and post. Other people can read what you post. They can comment on it. And then each week, Krista, our producer, goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares highlights with you right here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. So where are you starting? Hi, Team Clark. I do not believe the Clark deal that offers a free six-inch sandwich is a good deal at all. You have to download an app that asks for all kinds of crazy permissions in order to get the deal. Not worth it in my book. Also, I went to Aldi to take them up on a Clark deal for super cheap avocados. They ended up saying their store was not part of that particular deal. I guess some Aldis are disgruntled and do not participate in all promotions. I know there's only so much you can control, but perhaps the team could point out some of these gotchas on Clark deals. Most of the time, the deals are for sure sizzling. Keep it up, Cookie. Thank you, Cookie. All right, so the avocados. All Aldis are owned by Aldi. As far as I'm aware, there are no franchises at all. And I have no clue why the avocados were not available at the Aldi you went to. And uh, saying that that was not available at their store makes no sense to me. I can't answer that. On a free sandwich. Okay. (laughs) There are so many times today that that someone will trade you something free in return for your information. And you have to decide how much your information is worth to you. And if it's not worth providing that personal information, 
in order to get whatever it is free, don't give it. I find myself making that decision over and over again. It's a cost, what is referred to as a cost-benefit analysis. The, the benefit was outweighed by the cost for me. And so this is, this is a value judgment you've got to make with the deals we have posted. But when you find that we posted a deal, you got in your car, you drove to Aldi, and they left you disappointed, I feel responsible even though I can't control their individual store inventory, and so I'm sorry for that. But the, our team at ClarkDeals.com works really hard to vet deals, to give you deals that are bona fide real ones and not waste your time. And so we wasted your time and so it's proper that I stink. Why are you such a Google fan? Maybe you don't know that the Google user agreement provides Google with the irrevocable right to use everything you store on Google property for perpetuity. Why have you never mentioned this disturbing fact to your many listeners, especially with your diligence on identity theft and the release of the Equifax database? Maybe you're willing to let Google use your data as they see fit. I am not. Gosh, that fits right in with what I just talked about with the free sandwich, that Google provides everything they do pretty much for free, except for enterprise solutions where you have to pay for some of their stuff, but free. What they're doing is they're giving you all these tools for nothing in return for you agreeing, just as our poster said, to allow them to track you in so many different ways. For some people, that is something you don't want to get involved in. You don't want to give up that level of privacy. And I understand that completely. Since I have such a dull life, I don't care what Google has on me. And it really is in that category. If I don't care about what information they're getting from me in fact i find it useful in certain ways i use google photos which gives you the unlimited photo storage which is enormously helpful to people on iphones and google will send me these things saying hey this is where you were two years ago today and i actually like that that i get (laughs) to see a trip down memory lane so google is a mixed bag yes you're giving up a lot of privacy and giving them permission to do so many things with your information but then in turn there are the rewards that go with it and you have to weigh that balance yourself clark so nice when you thank people for their service then do this Ugh. sorry ugh i'm just pronouncing it like that Ugh. Uh, Clark, you have many times and still refer to the Marine to Marines as soldiers. They are not soldiers. Marines and distinguished are distinguished by their unique mission, their training, their history, their uniform and esprit de corps. You would not call sailors or airmen soldiers. Ditto for Marines. Not to diminish the members of the Army who are called soldiers. This may be a small point to someone who has never served in the military, but to Marines, it is the core of their existence. Semper Fi. Thanks, Clark. Gunnery Sergeant Ledoux, U.S. Marine Corps, retired. Well, I will say thank you for your service. And uh, someone else pointed out, the inaccuracy of me referring to people from branches other than the Army is soldiers. And I try to remember now 
to refer to people by the more general term, military personnel. But regardless of what you're called, I want to tell you how grateful I am for what you do for our freedom and for our country. Clark has talked a few times about using trim to get a credit on your internet bill. Michael even posted a bill showing the $30 credit he received from Comcast. After my cable bill kept going up, I figured I'd give it a try. So what did I have to lose? I soon found out. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Sure enough, in about a month, I saw a $10 credit on my bill. But looking closely, I saw they raised my rate by $10 a month to offset the credit. While I broke even that first month, every month after I would lose $10. When I called customer no service to ask about this, they said since I was grandfathered in from the previous company, I should be grateful for the price I was paying, which was a great deal that they shouldn't they couldn't match with their current service. The good news is I was so mad, it finally made me deal with the inconvenience of switching services and shop around with my local telecom company. Thanks to Clark being stinky, I got a better package and I'm saving $80 a month, over $960 a year. Kurt. Kurt, what a wonderful end to the story that you took charge, you took control, and you turned a dead end into almost $1,000 saved for you. Love that. Hi, Clark. A few weeks ago, you talked to a lady who was trying to help her brother clean up his life after bouncing checks all over town. I was floored that the first words out of your mouth weren't that he could have a warrant out for his arrest. You've talked about that before, but this time you must have forgotten it altogether. Once upon a time, I used to have to sign out warrants for people who wrote bad checks and couldn't be contacted. And I've seen firsthand that years later, people could get locked up after a simple traffic stop if they had an outstanding warrant, which in some jurisdictions never go away. Thank you for adding that. And you know what happens in the midst of a call, I'll get tunnel vision and I'll uh, focus on one part of a question. And you're right, anytime it involves bad checks, if I don't mention that you could have an outstanding warrant for your arrest. I did come up short, and I appreciate that. Amazon Fire slash tablet advice. On your podcast, you had a caller asking for recommendations for a tablet for an older relative that would allow the user to play games without Wi-Fi. You recommended an Amazon Fire HD tablet and told the caller they could download the games to the tablet and then play them offline. This is exactly what we thought when we bought a tablet for my mother-in-law the Christmas before last. The first year she had the tablet, she was able to play games offline, but after updating the tablet OS and the games this year, we found that only one game would work offline. I can only assume most game makers are relying on advertising in the games for revenue, which is probably why they have resorted to making the games unplayable without internet access. Thanks for all you do, but please research before giving tech advice. Well, my research on apps for games comes from my 12-year-old son and my 18-year-old daughter. My 28-year-old daughter doesn't play any app-based games anymore. And both of them, when we are in the air, uh, you know, on a flight, are playing games that they have downloaded. And obviously, they're offline at that point. So there still are any of a number of app-based games you can download that do work offline. I don't know if with the more restricted Play Store available through Amazon, if there just aren't as many games available that you can play offline that you could with a Samsung or an off-brand tablet or with an iPad. But being able to play games offline 
is something you still can do. I recently started listening to your podcast, which I enjoy, but when a caller asked how to save money for his young child, I was appalled that you suggested opening a Roth IRA with the money and then withdrawing the original contributions years later. If the father didn't have retirement savings, he should open a Roth IRA for himself anyway and let the money grow tax-free so he can retire someday. Not to mention he'd have to keep track of how much he contributed with his child's money and how much was his own. If he has cash he wants to invest for his child, why not open a 529 and let the money grow there tax-free as well, and the child can withdraw every last cent of it for educational expenses? I know it's possible the child chooses not to go to college, but I'd rather be optimistic that the child wants some kind of higher education rather than being optimistic that the father can retire even after giving his child his Roth IRA contributions. I appreciate that completely. Now, let me say this. I have gone through a bit of a a mind change on the 529 plans for this reason. You'll hear me now ask someone, what's the culture of your family, the tradition? What are the odds that your child will go to college? Because 30% of American adults are college graduates. 70% either don't attend at all or attend typically for a short while and drop out. So I am so focused on the 529 plan because in my family culture and tradition, 100% go to college. But that's not true in every family. And if college is not baked in a family cake, I don't want to encourage a parent to put money into a 529 plan if that may not be part of the future. And so the Roth advice you gave is completely correct. It's better for the dad to fully fund his Roth, leave it alone, and let it grow through the decades. But if he's not doing that right now, and he's looking to put money aside then the Roth IRA is a very tax-efficient way to put money in there, have it for a child, but not till the age that a parent feels that child is mature enough to have that money. And last but not least, Clark has said on numerous occasions that his father-in-law told him, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I think Clark misunderstood his father-in-law. His father-in-law was talking about Clark marrying Lane, Just because you can marry Lane doesn't mean you should. Whoa. (laughs) What does that mean? Oh, it's just being funny. Oh. (laughs) Your father-in-law loves you. Yeah. (laughs) My wife never should have married me. She could have done so much better. I appreciate all your posts. And if there's something you feel that I'm not doing what you expect from me, please go to Clark.com. Go to Clark Stinks and let me know. Lisa joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing today? Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Lisa, you want to do your taxes and not have to pay for it. That would be nice. Paying for the taxes is bad enough, right? Exactly. So I am a, a do-it-yourself tax person. I have relatively simple taxes. I do itemize but, you know, I don't have rental property, don't have, you know, a stay-at-home business or anything like that. So it's pretty straightforward. Um, I have used one of the, the big-name do-it-yourself products for, for many years, but I've noticed that Credit Karma now has what they are calling a free service. And 
And I, I looked into it a little bit, and it looks like it really is free, no matter what your income is. But I was just wondering if you had had experience with this service and, and maybe how it compared to some of the other do-it-yourself products. Well, when I talked about it last year, a lot of people used it last tax season. Mm-hmm. And the stunner is I was holding my breath, waiting to see what kind of complaints we'd have from a first-year product, and we had none. Wow. And so in my world, a lot of recommendations are backhanded because... (laughs) If you don't hear bad stuff, that means it's good. Exactly. Exactly. So Credit Karma Tax, the need it serves is at at irs.gov, there's the free file program, but there's strict income limits on who can qualify for free tax prep and free tax filing. Credit Karma tax doesn't have that and tends to attract a wealthier audience who is also a price-sensitive audience. And I would feel comfortable trying it. What I've said about Credit Karma tax is register for it, use their tax prep free software. If you find that it bugs you, you're not happy using it, you just lost a few minutes, and then you go use instead one of the big tax prep software programs you've used in the past, if you're really happy with how it's doing, you're good, you're set. So give it a try, Lisa. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. ClarkDeals.com, that's where you go to save money each and every day. So speaking of our digital team, Laura was with us four, five months ago, I guess, for a number of months ago, talking about your unbelievable identity theft cycle that you're working through. And Take us back to, did we talk about this October, November last year? When was it? I think that's about right, October or November. And so for people who did not hear you when you were on with us before, what had you discovered was a, now a part of your life last fall? Lucky me. Um, so I decided to open a Credit Karma account prior to freezing my credit so that I could follow your instructions <laughs> after all the data breaches. And found out that my credit score had dropped quite dramatically. So I immediately jumped. How much? Like uh, 250, 300 points. 300 it was significant. Points. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. <laughs> How do you end up with that gigantic of a credit score drop? Somebody steals your identity and starts applying for loans and successfully gets a credit card and racks it up almost to its limit. <laughs> Well, good for you. Your credit was so good that a criminal would want to be you. That's and you right. Were, you were this close to going through my protocol of freezing your credit and just like a month or two too late? About a month or two too late and discovered I had a few extra steps I needed to go through. And I remember when we talked about it before, you got you have such warm eyes your eyes got so sad when we were talking about it. And so here we are, uh, gosh, four months later, I guess, four or five months. 
where are you with the process at this point? Is this the rest of your life story or is this something you're really getting your arms around? Well, I'm happy to say that after a lot of hard work and persistence, I have recovered my credit score. It's back to normal now. Um, It did take a lot of work. It took a lot of daily work, a lot of hours on the phone with a lot of people. You get to tell the same story over and over again. It's Groundhog Day. Indeed, indeed. I got very familiar with all three credit bureaus, uh, my local police department, um, and several banks, uh, cell phone companies, and the like that uh, these fraudsters attempted to get accounts with in my name. Um, I do definitely recommend if this unfortunately happens to you to take notes on everything, anyone you talk to, who you spoke with, what the resolution is, what you need to follow up on. Um, how many how many organizations did you have to deal with that dropped the ball from your first contact to them after you found out there was a problem and you had to call back and tell the story again, the same organization? Well, fortunately, the farthest they'd gotten was the credit card with one bank. Okay. Um, They had attempted and successfully opened a few bank accounts with no activity. Um, They basically did that in an attempt to apply for loans and credit cards, which they weren't able to get that far, fortunately for me. So all the banks that I spoke with uh, were most helpful very appreciative that I reached out to them, that they could shut down activity immediately and hopefully minimize their impact. And have you been able to freeze your credit files now? Oh, yes. Yes, I did that. I did that straight away after the Credit Karma um, account opening. I recommend doing that. Number two step after you open your Credit Karma or Credit Sesame account, freeze your credit immediately. Because I hear from people who feel like they can never get this behind them. And you're so relaxed now and optimistic. So much. (laughs) I read a lot of stories online, though. People have far worse situations than, than I did. I thought it was a lot of work for me. And now I realize just how lucky I am. So... The, the sooner you can jump on top of this, the better it's going to be for you. All right. So I have one suggestion for you. Yes. All the affidavits you've done and all the paperwork and all that, you need to keep that for pretty much the rest of Forever. your life. It yep. needs to move with you wherever you move. It is part of your existence now. Because like, for example, that credit card, even though supposedly everybody's happy with you now. It would not be surprising to me if in a year or two you get a call from a debt collector attempting to collect on that charged off credit card. That's entirely possible. (laughs) So, you know, you may be in a situation where you're telling the story again. Right, right. Yep. I will definitely have that information on me at all times. And uh... But I'm very impressed because when you and I talked all those months ago, I was like, oh, boy. This is not going to be fun. And you you show that if you're persistent and methodical, you can get your identity back and get your life back. Absolutely. And if you're in one of the few states that has the ability to get a PIN to use for your tax filing, I highly recommend you do that as well. Because once your information's out there, who knows who has it and what they can use it for. And tax fraud has been a tax ID theft has been a big problem now for six tax seasons. And that 
even though the the IRS will put up different barriers as they learn the methodology of the crooks, as soon as they put those barriers up, the crooks change their MO. And so it's a whack-a-mole kind of thing. But I'm really glad for you that things have worked out surprisingly well in a nasty situation. Me too. <laughs> and what would you say to somebody when I talk over and over again about doing credit freeze preventatively and 99% of people who hear me say it don't do it? Don't be like me. Listen to Clark. <laughs> Just get it done. Thank you very much. Thanks. Tracy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Congratulations. You just got married? Yes, sir. Well, great. How's that going so far? It's great. It's great. We're learning learning on the fly right now. So. All right. Well, how can I be of help to a couple of newlyweds? Yeah, we um, are working on combining our finances. Um, and we've already combined banks. We're working on a credit card that we're going to go in together on everything. Um, the next step we're looking at is budgeting and kind of managing our finances. Um, in order to do so, uh, I was looking online, trying out different apps, um, a couple of the apps that everybody most of the time uses only really works for just one person. So I'm looking for something that's a joint app for budgeting and finance. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to make some suggestions to you. One, I don't want you to combine credit accounts. Okay. It's really important that you and your bride both have your own credit. Okay. And having cards in each of your names is very valuable. Now, you can have a joint card that you use for common household expenses. Okay. But when I've talked to couples... The arguing that goes on when there's a joint card and you bought something that she doesn't think is something you should be buying or she's bought something that you don't understand why she needed another pair of shoes when she doesn't have a place to put all the shoes she already has or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I think that you eliminate a lot of that uh, tension and push and shove when you have individual cards and then uh, one that's a joint for joint spending. Okay. Now, as far as what you said about the budgeting, so you've looked at Mint, and yes. you found that, that Mint was... doesn't have the versatility you're looking for? Correct. We actually both uh, signed up for Mint and just found that getting our bank account on there and having it combined, it, it doesn't really allow for that fact. Well, I, I'm uh, Mint should be able to do what you need to do to track household expenses. Okay. Should be able to accomplish that pretty easily. And so if you go with my idea where, um, let me call it lifestyle, personal lifestyle spending mm-hmm. is done on individual card or cards, but that anything that's joint spending like you're taking a vacation or whatever it is that you use a joint card for that can easily be tracked by mint okay and mint is the best i know of for doing the budgeting and tracking spending and seeing how you're doing versus income and meeting goals 
Okay, now if we have separate credit cards for lifestyle spending, would we put both of those on Mint? And then you're going to be able to see everything is what I'm saying. Yeah, of yeah, that's going to depend on the dynamics of your relationship. Mm-hmm, I agree. It's, it's not at all unusual that couples will have, uh, let's call it mad money, that each can spend. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, I don't ask you about that. You don't ask me about that. And then other couples where you don't keep any any secret, call them secrets, anything right. like that. And then you would integrate both of uh, your individual cards on your Mint. Okay. So it really just depends on what's going to work best in your marriage. And you know, as newly married, Tracy, you may not know for a while what's going to be the best answer. You may put both of your individual cards on Mint and then later realize that's a flashpoint to uh, unnecessary disagreement and end up deleting those from Mint. Or you may find that it works just fine as part of integrating how you're doing overall and you keep it that way. But again, congratulations to both of you. Lundy is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Lundy. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. How can I serve you? I had the question about a 529 plan and the benefits of it and the detriments of it in a situation where we have uh, 22 grandchildren. And uh, Did you say uh, 22 grandchildren? Yes, 22. Wow. How many kids did you have? We had seven. Wow. So that's uh, pretty amazing. It, it certainly keeps us busy. The, the question was the benefits of a 529 plan for grandchildren as opposed to just gifting them money at the time when they're going to college, which, you know, I guess the one of the uh, detriments of 529 plan is it does somewhat count against the student if they file for any uh, kind of financial aid or anything. Not a whole and, lot. Not a whole mm-hmm. lot. You know, the way the way the 529 plans are treated, they are considered to be um, a relatively minor asset in the calculations. The advantage of the 529, particularly in your case, is that of your 22 grandchildren, how many you think will actually go to college? Well, we're hoping 22, <laughs> we don't, you know. But we don't always know that. That's right. So, so the I, advantage I of the 529 is the money grows tax-free. You maintain control over that money all through the years. So if a grandkid chooses not to go to college, you can change the beneficiary designation on that account to the benefit of another grandchild. So they have Does to be happen? individually assigned. You can't open one account and have it be for the benefit of all 22 Okay, that was my next question. But you can open 22 accounts, and they're very, very um, efficient and inexpensive to have. Without doing a lot of investigation into the benefit of the 529 plan and the uh, interest that they might uh, might uh, obtain or dividends or whatever the plan is, on the average, what type of returns are these 529 plans getting? Do you have any idea? Well, that's impossible there? to say because it's based so much on current performance the 529 plans that I recommend are ones that are ultra-low cost on my 529 plan guide. 
And I want people to go into the age-based portfolio where when a grandchild of yours is very young, will be very heavily tilted towards broad stock market index indexes, indices, and then as a grandchild gets close to college age, the money is very conservatively invested so that you don't have to deal with a bear market devastating the money there for college. They're very well-designed plans, very efficient, obviously, from a tax standpoint, and the costs on 529 plans generally are very, very good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. And producer Joel gets the privilege of asking your question for you. Clark Christina wants to know, what do you think about investing in silver? Having money in silver gold, any precious metal, is a perfectly acceptable hedge against hard times. Silver and gold and other precious metals, they by themselves don't create value, but what they do is they tend often to zig when other things zag. That's why investors refer to them as hedges. So when you own silver, What it means is that if we hit rough times, uncertain events in the world, uh, violence in the world, traditional investments like stocks and bonds can decline, but often the precious metals will not only hold value, they'll rise. And that's why you would own them. But I have a big bias against you owning silver coins, owning gold, anything like that, because the buy-sell spread between what you pay for them versus what you can sell them for is so large that it makes it a lousy way of owning a hedge. The best way to do so is to own a precious metals fund, or in the case of gold, a gold fund. And I have information for you on Clark.com how to buy those, which is a much more efficient way for you to put your money into something like that than owning the actual shiny silver or gold. All right, Clark, Kathy wrote in and says, would you please provide advice on the best dash cam features? I'm looking for what's needed to be effective and not to be drawn in by unnecessary costly add-ons. Well, with a dash cam, you can start with one that's as cheap as 15 or $20. And all they do is simply record video as you drive down the road. You have an SD card in them. If you're in an accident, you pop out the SD card and you have the video of it. The fancier ones uh, come in all different shapes, sizes, and varieties. Uh, Some of them have all kinds of features for you to track 
the way a teenager in your household may be driving. Or if you have a small business, the way a delivery driver may be driving with uh, time coding and GPS and all of that. And so I'd, I don't know that you need anything ultra fancy. Start with the cheap one. And if it does reliably what you want it to do, you're fine. And I've got a cheap one right now available on Clark Deals. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to Clark.com newsletters.